Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Hebrews 4, verse four, number 14, the Bible reads, the New King James Virgin. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I want to minister a message from Jesus to you this afternoon entitled, I Get It. I get it. Thank you, gentlemen. We are in week number two of this series entitled Everyday Kind of Jesus. We, um, this morning, in the nine o'clock worship experience, preached a message that you must go back and listen to. It will be available on YouTube and on the podcast this week. I want you to go back. The two together are going to be a sentence for your life, um, and God is going to help you, so I want you to reach back to that. But in our, in our, in our time together, in this particular message today, um, I want you to understand that Jesus wasn't just on the earth, but Jesus experienced need as we do. Uh, though Christ was fully God, he was at the same time completely human. And with all of humanity's weaknesses and shortcomings, though he did not sin, he identified with our suffering. Um, one of the things that I think the enemy's plan is, and we talked a little bit about it in nine, is that the enemy wants you to feel alone. Uh, one of the things that God says, as Isaiah prophesies about God, he says he's Emmanuel with us. Meaning Emmanuel means God with us. And the enemy wants you to feel like God doesn't understand you. He wants you to feel like God is separate from your journey, separate, separate from your sufferings. Um, but you must grab a hold of the fact is that he gets it. He gets every aspect of your journey. Have you been going through something before and somebody tried to console you or to talk with you and you were like, you don't get it? Anybody ever been there before? You're like, you, you, yeah, you don't get it. You, you don't understand my process. You don't understand what's happening with me. You don't understand the source of my pain. You don't get it. The truth is, in our journey with Jesus on a 24-7 basis, we are never in an experience that he doesn't get. This creates a fresh level of intimacy with our Savior. Because our God's, our God's difference is that it doesn't matter what Buddha, Hare Krishna, and all of these other uh, religions that are out there are saying. We have the truth that our Savior 
decided to put himself in our position to create for us a space that when he died for us, he was not dying from the place of saying, I'm just doing this for my children. I'm just doing this for those that I love to make sure that their, their, their eternity is secured. He did it and did it in a way so that you could understand that he gets it. He, he died on the cross in the way that he did so that you would comprehend and grab a hold of the fact that he gets it. While Jesus totally held on to his divinity, uh, a writer, um, even in our text today, wants you to know the importance of Jesus' humanity. His humanity. If you understand his humanity on earth, then your relationship with him can grow and expand because you will no longer come to God trying to make him understand something he already gets. Some of us have been wasting time in prayer trying to explain to God what he already gets. Like, God, you understand, down here on earth, the way this thing works is X, Y, and Z, and, I, and I, I've been, you know, Lord, I've been struggling, and, 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 and I know you see it in heaven, so you don't understand. And Jesus is like, actually, I put myself in your position so that when you prayed to me, you could understand, catch this, please, your friend gets it. That's even a different level. Like, each and every one of us, as we're going through journeys, how many of you know, this is going to be interesting, how many of you know that you need friends. Raise your hand. Okay, some of you are like, no, I don't know. Let me say this to you. You need them. Friends are not a luxury, friend is a need. Please listen to me. God has created you from the beginning to be able to have communion not only with him, but to have communion with others in the earth. Your breakthrough comes through connections. Your change comes through connections. Many times your connections are ushers that take you to the next level that God has ordained you to. But God doesn't want you just to have earthly friends. Here's the reality. God wants to be your friend. Now that's, that's totally different because now my prayers, my study time, my intimacy with God is different because I need to just stop trying to perform in front of him. I need, I need to not try to put on in front of him. But when I talk to God, I'm trying to help you on a daily basis, I need to talk to him like I'm talking to my friend. My friend. My friend that cares, my friend that understands, my friend that's concerned about me. So the author makes something very, very clear, and he makes it clear of this, that Jesus is able to sympathize with our weakness. To sympathize with our weakness. That, that word sympathize in its original language means this, is that having, having fellow feelings or having the same experience. Having fellow feelings or having the same experience. So when, when Jesus sees you in the midst of your journey on a daily basis, he's saying, I have had the same experience. He sympathizes with you. Out of the place of experience with you. So when you get this, then you realize that he will be able to walk you through your journey of figuring out what your next steps are, your journey of figuring out how you're going to make it through life because he's been there before. He might not have done the exact sin you've done. 
He might not have done the exact mistake you have made. He might have not had the exact victory, but what Jesus wants you to understand today is that he has had weakness. And the idea of weakness is that weakness is the ability to be tempted. If you're taking notes, write that down. If you're not taking notes, Jesus had the ability to be tempted. If you remember that when he was in the experience, the Bible says that he was forced into the wilderness, driven into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted by the devil. Jesus understands what it means to be tempted. And because he understands that, he knows how to help you through temptation. Can I give you a truth about temptation? Everybody's going to be tempted for the rest of their life. Did you hear me? So some of us, we have been in prayer trying to pray away temptation. God, when, when that Judy walks by, help me not to be tempted. For those that don't understand, that's ghetto for booty, okay? For those that don't understand. When, it, when that Judy walks by, help me, Lord, to not be tempted. I don't want to look. Lord, I don't want to see it and desire it. Lord, help me to not look. And Jesus is not going to take temptation out of your way. You're wasting prayer by asking God to remove temptation. Now, where you can process your prayers is that the same grace that he had where he was tempted without sin that that same reality be pressed forward in your life. That I can see the Judy, but not get it. Come on, talk to me in here. Uh, are y'all in here? Like, I, 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 can, I, can, I can see, I can see, I can see this, this thing in front of me that I desire, but I'm not going to go forward. I can see this thing that is tempting me to do wrong. How many of you have ever been tempted before? Because some of y'all looking like y'all don't understand the language I'm speaking. Right? You, you've been tempted before, and, and God is like, what I'm about to help you with in this next season is how you process through it. This is why you've got to understand Jesus is not just for Sunday. If you leave him here at the church, you won't be able to survive your everyday experience. He wants to walk with you every day as a friend that understands. And that from that place to be able to give you the strength that you need in order to become who he's designed for you to become. Jesus says, a part of my weakness is my ability to be tempted. So the foundation has been laid, laid here as Jesus as our high priest. He's the one that goes on our behalf to God. And some things that the Bible says in our text today is, number one, that Jesus is our great high priest great high priest. And what this speaks of the strength and the ability that he has. The second thing the Bible tells us is that he passed through the heavens. This high priest that we worship passed through the heavens. Why is this important? Because you have to know his source and you have to know the place where he came from. Because if you understand that, then you realize the abilities that you need in order to process through this life is not coming from an earthly mentality alone. That he has already lived out duality. He already lived out the aspect of having to live on this earth, but at the same time being connected to your home simultaneously. Are you getting this today? He understands temptation because he experienced it for himself. He sympathizes with you. The writer goes on to say, because of this, 
let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace in the time of need. Here's the next thing I want you to write down. We must approach God daily. We must approach God daily. Okay. How many of you know that no friendship is going to go to the next level without communication? Let me say it right. Effective communication. Right? You have to have effective communication because in that communication, there is going to be a, a bomb that's going to grow. There's going to be understanding that's going to be released when we build that communication. With the, what, what life wants to oftentimes make you do is stay away from the presence of God because of your issues, because of the things that you process through. And oftentimes because we felt like God is disconnected from the experience. But what God wants you to do is to press into a daily experience with God. Somebody say a daily experience with God. The Bible gives this concept that many of you understand, and it says this, pray without ceasing. It's this idea of continually talking to God. And as we continually talk to him, understanding that he is with us, he's walking with us on a daily basis, you'll get what you need. How many of you have ever been in a circumstance, in a trial, where you didn't know exactly how to move and how to shift? Maybe it was at work, maybe it was in family, maybe it was uh, something having to do, uh, maybe you got pulled over with the, by the cops and you started really communicating with God real strong then. <laughs> Anybody ever was speeding before and you was like, God, please, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll serve you all my days. So when we're going through this, every single situation, here it is, that every place that we need an answer, God has an answer. For every circumstance in every part of our journey, God has an answer for you. And he wants you to be able to lay a hold of that answer. So sometimes what, what we end up doing is looking everywhere else for the answer rather than looking to him for the answer. We start asking everybody else, we'll seek out a prophet, we'll, we'll seek out our pastor, we'll seek out all of these people to try to give us understanding. But God wants to be your source for answers. Why? Because he gets it. Somebody say he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it in a brand new way that many of us have really embraced that he gets it. Because religiosity wants you to feel like he doesn't. But at the end of the day, God understands your journey. And when I understand that he understands my journey, then I know I'm not alone in this. I'm not alone in my process. I'm not alone in my pain. I'm not alone in my journey because Jesus understands. I got to approach him daily. What is your approaching him daily look like? Okay? Jesus enjoys your, your company so much that he wants you to transfer out of crisis prayer to I just like to be with you prayer. Crisis prayer to I just want to be with you prayer. Because if I just want to be with you, I'm going to gain what I need every day by just being with you. If I come to you on an emergency basis or on a crisis basis, then I'm going to end up missing out on aspects of you that I should get and that I should gain because I only come to you when I heavily need something. How many of you ever prayed emergency prayer? Y'all didn't, you didn't study and then you came to God and he was like, God... Bring everything back to my remembrance. You didn't study, so what is he supposed to bring back to your remembrance? 
I need whatever. Lord, please. You weren't paying attention in class. What is he supposed to bring back? <laughs> we get in circumstances, we pray these emergencies. Lord, just get me out of this. But most of us, as we're going through our journey, we would never want to be treated like that. We would never want someone to come to us just when they needed something. Am I talking right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't want anybody to just, I mean, is anybody in here that just wants some, you know, people just to call you when they need something and, and never, no, we, we, we want relationship. And based upon that relationship, then we can grow and we can become together. God's saying, I want you to approach me daily. Now, there's a way you approach him. There's a way you approach him. There's a way you approach him. Have you ever had somebody step to you wrong? Some of us are still in our process, you know what I mean? We like, we like, I'm saved, but I ain't saved, saved. Yeah, you know, pray for me, I'm in a journey. So, so if somebody, somebody steps to you the wrong way, some of y'all, you know, you got a little bit of that still in you. I see it in here. And, and if they step to you the wrong way, your, your, your disposition, your attitude can switch fast, right? It's like, it's just, I mean, it's just like a switch that just comes on and you respond in a certain way because they didn't step to you correctly. Are you understanding that? There's a way to step to God. And here's how he wants you to step to him. Boldly. Listen to me. It is difficult to step to God boldly if I'm just on crisis mode. Have you ever needed something from somebody you haven't talked to in a long time? Anybody? I'm asking you all kinds of questions. I don't know if it's the mask and I can't hear you or you're not saying anything. I'm going to try again. Has anybody ever had to ask for help from somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time? And if, if, you're, if you're a kind person, some of you don't care, but if you're a kind person, then like it's like this thing in you, like, I almost don't want to call them. I hadn't talked to them in like... Five years. Kind of need you to give me the hookup, so, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to call you right now to get this help. And that's how, why some of us, we don't approach God like we should with boldness because of the fact that it's been so long since we last talked. But what, what God is saying to you is that it doesn't, hear me out, he, it doesn't matter how long we talk. I always welcome you. It doesn't matter how long it's been since we had our last conversation, I still desire to have a conversation with you. It doesn't matter how, how, how often or not often it was. It doesn't matter if you say the right words or don't say the right words. It doesn't matter if you, if you, if you yell it or you, you say it quietly. It doesn't matter. You don't have to put on for me. He's saying, you don't, you, don't, you don't have to create a personality. You don't have to be a type. You can just come to me, and you come to me boldly. Somebody say boldly. If you come to me boldly, you're going to be able to get something very powerful. Two things that we see here is that not only is God a high priest, he goes to the Lord on behalf of us, but it shows us that he has a throne. So we're seeing the concept of the priest, but we're also seeing the concept of the king. I want you to say something really clearly in the room, say, my friend is a king. My friend is a king. Isn't it great when you have friends with connections? Have you ever been on the list for an event? 
Like, I pride myself on not liking the standing lines. Y'all, it's just the pastor you got. It's the truth. So if you can't get me on a list, I just probably not coming. I mean, get me. I mean, I, I'm standing on the line. So, uh, <laughs> and, and so, but and it bothers Dr. Jaquette because she doesn't like the anxiety of potentially coming up to the list and somebody not putting your name on there. I remember we were at a BET event and our name was supposed to be on the list. And we got to the event and we were standing there and I was like, my name is Sherbert Dumas. And the lady was like, I don't see you. I was like, look again. <laughs> she was like, I don't see you. I was like, the name of my friend is X, Y, and Z. You can go get him from backstage. My name should be on the list, right? It's something having friends that are in high places, right? In high places. Your friend is in control of every single thing that exists in the world. And listen to me. He's put you there. You have these horror stories of God. You have these horror stories of God, like God's going to take me out. I ain't been doing right, so I don't know. I don't know. How many of y'all used to get whipped with a switch? My grandmother had a bad switch. I mean, that switch was something else. Some of y'all don't understand what I'm talking about. She had a branch off a tree. God bless her memory. I hope God get her. Watch, I'm just playing. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. Um, but my grandmother, she had a switch. And when you, would, you wouldn't do right, Pastor Julia, she would say, okay, hold on, I got something for you. That's what she tell me. She said, I got something for you. Hold on, hold on, I got something for you. And that's a branch off a tree. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be one of them new school kids. They'd be like, this is child abuse. I'm going to call the police. You know, these, new, these kids in this generation will tell you, that's child, I'm going to call the police. Call the police then, yeah. Call them. My grandmother used to get a switch, and I used, to, I used to be so afraid to mess up at grandmother's house because I didn't want to get that switch. That's how some of us see God. We see God as grandma with the switch. So I don't want to approach him, and I don't want to come with him, and I don't want to talk to him. Forget on a daily basis, I don't want to talk to him at all because I know how. And the Spirit of God told me to tell those that would watch this message, that would hear this message live, that he welcomes you to come and talk with him and even be with him, even in the midst of your wrongdoings. You don't have to put it together to come to him. You don't have to make it look good to come to him. Jesus is like, let's just walk on a daily basis. Here's what I told you last week, flaws and all. Jesus is like, I know you messed up. I don't try to fix yourself. One of the results of walking with Jesus 24-7 and being more aware of the answers and the things that he has for us is this understanding, this clear understanding that he's going to make sure you have everything you need and you don't have to be in a place of fixing it yourself. I had somebody the other day who was going through something. They were like, um, I just want to be good. And I said, what does good look like? Who defines good? Who defines it? Has culture defined what you being good is? Because sometimes we consider good being the absence of a trial, but is that good? We consider good being the absence of temptation, but is that good? 
We, we, we consider good being the absence of pain, but is that good? It's, and walking with God to even comprehend what good is. So if you're working to have the condition of your soul to be good, you won't comprehend it until you talk to the only one who is good. This is good teaching. This is good, because he said it's good, it's good. <laughs> you, 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 you'll get it by the walking with him. Here we so some, some of us, we're measuring our good and how good we are, listen, by things that we experience in our family. And how many of you know that your family is dysfunctional? Mine is. And some of y'all are like, nah, my family, and that's just because you think it's not dysfunctional is why I know it's dysfunctional. Everybody has some level of dysfunction in their family. Everybody does. Everybody does. Because to say we don't is to say you got it all together. And I've seen a bunch of you. You, you don't. <laughs> what is that? You, you, like, like we, we, are, we are in a process, right? We're being built up. And this is what you got to get. That along that journey, he's saying, come to me, come to me boldly. And come to me not on my throne of judgment. My throne of grace. I have access to him on a daily basis. Have you known somebody who has like had an upgrade in their life, but then they was like not talking to everybody else that used to be where they were? How many are, are, are the people that we no longer talk to the people that used to be? <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, God is like, it doesn't matter. Like my positioning and who I am I means uh, practical application of goodwill. Or, listen to this, favor, divine favor. So at the throne of God, at the throne of God is a throne of grace. That throne of grace has divine favor. Divine favor. Can I tell you something about God? You are all his favorite. Then you know, you know, oh, I, I, I'm in with you. Did y'all hear this? Because of the blood of Jesus, I'm in with you. I don't have to try to make anything happen just because of what Jesus did. I am freely in with you. I'm in with you. It's a throne of grace. It has divine favor on the throne. So what can we... Mercy. Are you getting anything out of this message this morning? Mercy. This afternoon, I guess. Mercy. Okay? What is mercy? Kindness or concern expressed for someone in need. It's compassion. It's compassion. So not only is my friend the king, and I'm on the list, when I come to his throne and I spend time with him on a 24-7... Did you hear that? Mercy, make sure you don't get what you deserve. I said at the 9 o'clock, but I'll ask the 11. How many of you have done some really horrible things that you know you should have been locked up, but you did not get locked up? You, you, or you didn't get what you... Come on. You didn't get what you needed. You didn't get what you deserved, rather. You didn't get what you deserved. Somebody gave you favor. Somebody gave you favor, right? They gave you mercy. They gave you mercy in the situation. And that's how God is maneuvering. Stole Sally's pen. And, and we're like, you're going through this whole experience like God is making you pay. Some of us feel like we're sick because God is making us pay. Some of us feel like we lost loved ones because God is making us pay. Some of us feel like we, we, we are we're experiencing X, Y, and Z because God is making us pay. Here's the truth that you've got to grab a hold of. He paid for it. 
And because he paid for it, he's not requiring double payment. That once it was paid for, it was paid for once and for all. And you never have to pay for it because it's already been paid for. My friend is a king and I'm on the list. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. And when I get to the throne called grace, I also find mercy. Are you getting this? Mercy. I don't get what I deserve. I don't get what I deserve. I don't get what I deserve. So, so it, when you think mercy, I want you to write this down. I want you to think not guilty. When you think mercy, I want you to think not guilty. I want you to remember that even when you were guilty, he changed you. He erased the guilt and wrote not guilty over your life. Are you getting this? So I received mercy, grace, and here's, here's the next thing. I get help. When I approach the throne, according to Hebrews, I find help. And it's bigger than just getting help. I find, the Bible says, help in the time of need. So whenever there's a need, there's always help. I have a friend. He's a king. I'm on the list. He has a throne. His throne is called grace. When I get there, I find mercy. Not only do I get mercy from him, but when I get there, I get help whenever I have a need. Whenever I have a need. This is why 24-7 Jesus is the way that I have to walk because I need to have access to that help whenever I'm going through the process. If I only approach him in crisis, I'm going to miss out on help that's available. If I only approach him in crisis, if I only come to him when I'm in need or, or only come to him when a thing is happening or when I, because here's the truth, you don't really know your needs. So if you come to him when you have a supposed need, a lot of times your needs aren't even needs. <laughs> this is good. You're helping me, Sherman. The, uh, the, your needs are not even needs. Sometimes the thing you consider a need is a want. So when you only approach him on a need basis of what you consider a need, you're missing out on help. But if I'm walking with him on a 24-7 basis, my friend is a king. Friend is a king. My friend is a king. He has me on the list. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. When I get to that throne of grace, I get mercy. Not only do I get mercy, I get help in the time of need. And so what I have to do on a regular basis is allow him to tell me what my needs are. My friend determines my needs. Now this is hard because a lot of us feel like we're self-aware. Like, yeah, I know. I know that I need X, Y, and Z. Here's the truth. Oftentimes, we're absolutely wrong. Because sometimes our desires or whatever we're saying needs from is we want him to pull us out of something that he might not want to pull us out of. At least the worship team has said amen. This thing is, I mean, it's, it's interesting here. It's nice and sober. Um, the, <laughs> God is like, you're saying, help, get me out. And God is saying, no, I want you to stay in. 
I heard my brother in the Lord preach a message last night direct to me. And uh, Pastor Brandon Clack, he was preaching, and he was talking about the three Hebrew boys. He was talking about them being in the fire. And while they were in the fire, they were having a conversation saying, well, if he doesn't deliver me out, I still know that he did, that he's able, rather. That if he doesn't do it, I know he's able to do it, even if he doesn't do it. And he asked the question, something I had never realized before. He said, did, I never paid attention to before. He said, did God deliver the Hebrew boys out? And after I thought about it, no, he, he never delivered them out. So it's this concept oftentimes that we could want something that God doesn't want to give us. Like they might have thought the need was, get me out of this fire. But what Pastor Brandon said is that God desired to deliver them in the fire. The Bible said it clear that when they came back to check on the three Hebrew boys who should have died because of the fire. Pastor Brandon said yesterday there was a fourth man walking around about in it. So, so what happened was she said, I'm not going to take you out. I'm going to get in with it. That, y'all, I have a friend. He is a king. He put me on a list. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. When I get to the throne of grace, I'm going to get mercy. And not only am I going to get mercy, I'm going to get help in the time of need. He said, I'm not bringing you out. I'm going to get in with you. I feel the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, recently I asked the God, why didn't you do exactly what I thought you did to do? I prayed and asked you to do it right on the scene and you didn't do what I thought. But I've seen you heal so many people. And I've seen you do it for so many people. But when I was in the hardest time of my life, you did not come in the room. But you've got to get to a place where you understand the power of God's sovereignty and that he might not have done what you wanted him to do and that's why you can't get to a place of thinking that you know what you need God will make it available and be able to assess exactly what you need in the time that you need it and you might think you need to come out but he says no you need to stay in and I'm not going to let you go through it by yourself but I'm going to get in the fire right with you and as I get in the fire with you you're not going to burn what thought that it would kill you it's not going to kill you what thought that it would take you out it's not going to take you out what thought would pull you under it's not going to pull you under why my friend he is a king my friend is a king and he put me on the list and when i come to his throne not only do i get there it's a throne of grace and when i get to the throne of grace i'm going to find mercy and when i find mercy i'm going to get help in the time of need jesus said i've got a place where i want you to understand i have grace that's available in every aspect of your life and i'm going to make it known if you just walk with me on a daily basis don't leave jesus at the altar don't leave jesus in the church but take him with you every day take him with you to every place talk to him every day because as you build that relationship with him he's going to take you to the place you've designed to happen now i need you to find somebody around you real quick and tell him i've got a friend he is a king. He put me on the list. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. When I get to the throne, I get mercy and I get help in a time of need. Find to somebody else and tell them, I got a friend. My friend is a king. Tell him I'm on the list. 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 Tell him he has a throne. The throne is called grace. And when I get to the throne, I'm going to find mercy. 
got help in the time of need. That was a wrong neighbor. Find you another one and tell him, I've got a friend. My friend is a king. I'm on the list. <laughs> and he has a throne. His throne is called grace. And when I get to the throne, I find mercy and help in the time of need. Wrong neighbor, find you somebody else and tell him. Yell at him and say, hey you. Tell him my friend is a king. Tell him my friend is a king. Tell him my friend is a king. Tell him I'm on the list. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. And when I get to the throne, I'm going to get mercy. And I'll get help in the time of need. Find you somebody else and yell at them and say, hey you. Say, hey you. Say, I've got a friend. My friend is a king. He put me on the list. He has a throne. His throne is called grace. When I get to the throne, I find mercy. 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 And tell them I find help. Tell them I find help in the time of need. One more person, please. Find just somebody else. Point at him and say, hey, you. Tell him I got a friend. He is a king. He put me on the list. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. 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 It's not called judgment. It's not called pain. It's not called heartache. The throne is called grace. The throne is called grace. The throne is called grace. And when I get there, I find mercy and help in the time of need. I want you to point to yourself and say, hey, self. Say, self. Say, self. Say, self. Say, self. I have a friend. He is a king. He put me on the list. 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 He has a throne. His throne is called grace. His throne is called grace. Tell yourself his throne is called grace. His throne is called grace. And when I get to the throne, I find mercy and help in the time of need. I need somebody to give God a praise for being a 24-7 Jesus. I said, give him a praise. I said, give him a praise. He's a 24-7 Jesus. He'll walk with me and talk with me. That's what the old folks said. He'll walk with me and he'll talk with me. I don't have to be disturbed. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be concerned. He's not there one day. He's there every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday too. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and 
Monday to Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday too. I need about 100 praises to lift your voice and give God a shout. He's a 24 7 Jesus. 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 365 days. He's a 24 7 Jesus. He's a 24 7 Jesus. What's wrong with your praise? I dare you to just go to praising him now. Thank you, Lord, for not giving up on me. Thank you, Lord, for being there when I need you. Thank you, Lord, for standing in for me. Thank you, Lord. I have a friend. He is the king. He's put me on the list. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. When I get to the throne, I find mercy and help in the time of need. Jesus wants to walk with you every day. He wants you. And he desires time with you. Slip your hands in the air. Last time, I have a friend. He is a king. He has a throne. The throne is called grace. When I get to the throne, I find mercy and help in the time of need. Listen to me. You've got 24-7 access to the throne. Come boldly. He has answers for every day. He has answers for every circumstance. He is with you. Father, we stretch our hands to you today. And we are grateful for your loving kindness and your mercy. Thank you that in our weaknesses, you make us strong. Thank you, Lord. Even in our times of strength, you give us clarity on what to do with the strength you've given us. We thank you that you love us enough to not only die for us, but to walk with us. You want to be like Enoch? He walked with you. You want that kind of intimacy to walk with you. I need some real worshipers to take the next 60 seconds, 60 to 120 seconds, and just open your heart to him with your worship. Just do it now. Turn the volume up on your worship. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.